Hey, welcome back. That's right. It's a new The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, 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 that's right. I am resurrecting the good, the bad, and the yummy, where I share one thing I'm loving, one thing I am not, and a good, simple recipe or food that I think is yummy. I'll do these every now and then between longer interview shows. Anyway, it feels so good to be back. Everything we reference on these episodes will be linked to in the show notes, okay? Whether it's a little bit of research on the topic, a recipe, or a book, whatever the thing that kicked off these current obsessions. Before we dive in, though, you should know that this episode is brought to you by all of the Patreon patrons of the On Air with Ella show. These amazing women, and they are all women, have supported the show with everything from $3 a month and up, and without them, I could not have hosted the show during my little sabbatical. So thank you so much, amazing, amazing, amazing Patreon patrons. You are literally the reason we're here. Okay, this week's The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy is related. At least the first two are. And I blame my British bestie, Tilly, you've heard her on earlier episodes, for turning me on to all of this because she sent me a book that sent me down an absolute rabbit hole. Today's good and bad are both about breathing and how we're doing it wrong. (laughs) That's right, breathing. Now, before you start to feel like, okay, like I don't have enough to worry about, let me give you some context. Consider this, the average person can live up to three weeks without food, not me, three days without water, and only three minutes without oxygen. Now, okay, there are exceptions, don't come at me with the exceptions, all right, I'm trying to make a point here. I don't know about you, but I have spent a lot of time and effort on food and water and very, very little time on the number one element, the most integral thing to my immediate survival and arguably to my long-term health, my breathing. In fact, I am very aware that a lot of times I'm taking really shallow breaths, even pausing, this is alarming, but even pausing between breaths, like when I'm working intensely on something or super stressed, I'm not breathing in a fluid manner. And I know that breathing is important, obviously, but I also know that different breathing techniques can help me warm up, can help wake me up, can calm me down, can help me get to sleep, but I had zero concept that breathing through my nose the majority of the time would be extremely beneficial to me, to my nervous health, my nervous system, my immune system, and to my posture. What? (laughs) Okay, so enter the book. This is the book I was talking about that Tilly sent me. It's called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art by James Nestor. And thanks to this book and that rabbit hole that it sent me down, today's good is the habit of nasal breathing. Super sexy, right? But stick around because this stuff is really, truly mind-blowing. Did you know, for example, that nasal breathing can reduce inflammation in your body? It can increase oral health and yeah, I said it, it can benefit your posture. 
Like, this is mind-blowing to me. So for today's good, I'm going to share seven benefits of breathing through your nose or nasal breathing as your default position. And I'll summarize these benefits in the show notes, and I'll link to a couple of the articles on the subject because you know that I'm not the expert here. Obviously, I went on a deep dive, and I will link to some of the references in the show notes. Okay, I'll try and make these fun, but if nothing else... They're moderately interesting. So when you breathe through your nose, okay, it's a natural air filter. That's number one, natural air filter. So air that is breathed directly into the lungs through the mouth isn't filtered. And the air you take in through your nose is filtered by tiny hairs. They're called cilia. We call them nose hairs to remove germs and environmental debris. The cilia also warm the air that you take in before it travels to your lungs. And allergens, bacteria, viruses, etc., can be filtered out of the body through the inside of the nose nose. And I'm really sorry to use this word, mucus. Natural mucus collects potential contaminants where they are destroyed by nasal enzymes before they can enter the body and cause harm or make the body sick. This is obviously not a foolproof system. However, this is the benefit of breathing through your nose versus your mouth. Okay, benefit number two, more moisture. Air inhaled through the nose is both warmed and moistened at the same time. So this extra moisture reduces dehydration of the entire body, especially the nasal tissues. Number three, more oxygen. Breathing through your nose allows you to take deeper breaths, right? That was counterintuitive to me, but that engages the lower lungs. When the lower lungs become active, they pump out more oxygen to the rest of your body. So more oxygen means more support of your cells and maintains healthy tissue and organ function, but also breathing through your nose, according to experts and studies, etc., helps reduce inflammation. So deeper breaths mean that oxygen is in your lungs longer and your body can convert more oxygen to carbon dioxide waste. Reduction of carbon dioxide levels in the body help maintain your blood pH levels. That is all a very fancy way of saying that when there's less carbon dioxide in the blood, it means that your cells experience less stress and free radicals are reduced, thereby reducing overall inflammation. And you've heard us talk many times on the show about how chronic inflammation leads to other conditions, including premature aging. Breathing through the nose has a calming effect. So when the lower lungs are engaged, as we've already talked about, a calming effect happens. This is because the lower lungs contain the parasympathetic, the calming nerve receptors of the body. When these nerves are activated, they tell the brain to send calming hormones to battle stress. I think we can all intuitively appreciate that. If you're angry and trying to get a grip or if you're stressed and you need to calm down, breathing in through the nose and really long inhalations and then expelling that air can have a soothing effect. But when you program yourself, so to speak, to breathe through your nose the majority of the time, overall, it can lower the stress hormones, the cortisol in your body. Who knew? Okay, this one really flipped my lid because I'm a mouth breather, I gave birth to a mouth breather, and there is a distinct correlation between mouth breathing and your facial structure. So breathing through a person's nose helps the facial muscles and bones develop correctly and helps develop straight teeth. The book that I mentioned, it goes on and on and on and on about this and has a great deal of supporting evidence from historical ancestral tribes who have never experienced a dentist and they had notably straight teeth, really strong oral health because of the way they chewed and the way that they breathed. 
So when the mouth is closed, the tongue is in the proper position to help the jaw grow correctly and teeth emerge in the right places. This one you got to read to fully appreciate, but that one blew my mind. So the seventh and final quick and dirty reason nasal breathing is beneficial to your health is it supports better sleep. Breathing through the nose lessens the chance of snoring, reduces sleep apnea by keeping the tongue in the correct place in the mouth, and in general supports a good night's sleep. There is so much more information in this regard, but this is just a good, bad, and yummy. It is not a thesis on nasal breathing, but it does lead us to today's bad. What is today's bad? Mouth breathing. Not only is it not supporting the benefits of nasal breathing, but it's actually considered unhealthy or less optimal, according to many experts. In fact, they call it mouth breathing syndrome. I had a syndrome I didn't even know I had. I am a mouth breather, my friends, and I knew it wasn't pretty, but now I know it's not great for me. Here are five reasons. Okay, number one, when you breathe through your mouth, the body activates its sympathetic, remember we talked about this before, it activates the stress nerves in the sympathetic system. When these nerves turn on, they tell the brain to send the stress hormone cortisol and prepare for an attack, if you will. So if you regularly breathe through your mouth, your body stays in this chronic elevated stress state. Number two, Breathing through the nose protects your oral health. But when an individual inhales through their mouth, the gums, the tongue, etc., become dried out, which causes excess acids in the mouth. That sounds fun. These acids cause the gums and teeth to decay faster. So a moisturized mouth remains healthier for the long term. And when you're mouth breathing, you are depriving yourself of the moisture, the filtering, and generally creating an environment where excess acids are produced. Number three, sleep apnea and diabetes are associated with mouth breathing as is heart disease. Say what? Nitric oxide through nasal breathing regulates autonomic functions like heart rate, respiration, blood pressure, digestion, mood, sleep cycle. You get the idea, okay? So when we are breathing through our mouths, we are more prone to difficulties in overall health. Number four, prolonged mouth breathing can lead to muscular and postural alterations, which may cause dentoskeletal changes. Consequently, the habit of breathing through the mouth constantly can alter the balance of facial muscles and cause facial skeletal changes. Again, there's a deep dive into the book about how this happens and how it happens over time, meaning how some humans evolved differently because of this phenomenon, but also it talks about it on the individual level. I'm just here to summarize these today just to get you thinking. Okay, finally, number five. Mouth breathers also chew with their mouths open a great deal of the time and therefore swallow air, which can lead to gas, bloating, flatulence, and burping. Ew. (laughs) Those were just five. That's not even comprehensive. Those are just five of the reasons you might want to consider some exercises that help you start practicing nasal breathing as your predominant method. Okay, that's just quick and dirty, just a couple of thought starters there to introduce you to the concept that is currently blowing my mind and getting me to start practicing nasal breathing as my predominant method. This was very, very eye-opening for me, to say the least. And the great news is that it is super, super, super fixable and, you know, it's just very addressable. Just tape your mouth shut. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But James Nestor, the author, he actually did that for his book. But no, thank you. I'm out. But here's an exercise you might want to try. Breathe in through your nose 
for about five to six seconds in through your nose and then exhale out your mouth for the same period repeat in through your nose for about five to six seconds and then exhale out your mouth for the same period now i am absolutely no expert and there is a lot more to learn here but this is just one thing to practice when you're working or cleaning listening to a podcast going for a walk you get the idea this is what i'm doing now when i'm going for walks when i'm working when i'm in any period where i can actually give this a, the tiniest bit of attention I'm practicing taking longer breaths through my nose and exhaling out of my mouth. Namaste. Okay, we're taking a turn. Now for today's yummy. Now, this isn't really a recipe as much as it is a cool food to try with a sauce that you love, maybe. Today's yummy is shirataki noodles shirataki noodles so you know how people are trying to make zucchini noodles replace pasta and some of us are you know not having it <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i love zoodles but don't call it pasta like don't call it pasta also i love spaghetti squash as like a noodley base with some kind of yummy sauce but i am never ever going to get that confused with fettuccine alfredo you with me but, and this is not just like internet wisdom or diet culture speaking, I don't eat regular wheat-based pasta, not more than a few bites anyway, because it's not my friend. So I can intuitively eat, I can have food freedom all day, but if I eat a big old pasta dish, someone is going to need to call a medic because I will be unwell, okay? So this is not about good foods versus bad foods. This is about foods that love me and that I love them back. So I intuitively don't eat wheat pasta because it makes me feel bad. So with all of those qualifiers firmly in place, enter shirataki noodles because sometimes I want that warm noodley goodness and don't give me a zucchini. Shirataki are super, super filling because they're high in glucomanin. Glucomanin. Glucomanin is a very, very viscous fiber that comes from, by the way, the root of the konjac plant. The konjac is a Japanese yam, and no, I did not know that, so now we're both learning, but the konjac possesses very few digestible carbohydrates. Most of its carbs come from, let's see if I can say it again properly, glucomanin glucomanin fiber. So glucomanin is a natural water soluble dietary fiber extracted from the root of the konjac, the elephant yam, the Japanese yam, whatever you want to call it. Because it has an exceptional ability to absorb water and it's so viscous, it makes you feel really, really satiated. And while I do not count calories and could not give a flying flip about them. For those of you who aren't aware of shirataki noodles, it has a very, very low calorie load. So you can really load it up on the sauces that you love for a really nice balance. Oh, PS, it feeds the friendly bacteria in your intestines and it's really cheap. So I am going to link to shirataki noodles. I like the fettuccine style. You can get them in angel hair. You can get them in lots of different types. I like the fettuccine because they're nice and fat. And I get mine from Whole Foods and sometimes Amazon, but they are easy to get. Anyone well-versed in the culinary arts or Asian food in general is 100% laughing at me right now for acting like this is new. <laughs> it's not, but I'm still sharing it. But because I love you, I need you to know something. When you open the package, shirataki noodles come in little packets of liquid, okay? And when you open them, 
you need to rinse them because they smell like fishy, fishy feet. But don't be alarmed. It's just the water that they're in has absorbed the odor of the konjac root. And you just rinse them for a few minutes under water before you heat them up. And I promise you, they do not taste like smelly feet. I promise. Okay. And then once you've heated them up, you can have them with pasta sauce or pesto or cream sauce or curry, a bunch of sauteed vegetables and some flavored oil. I mean, honestly, whatever moves you. So try it, let me know what you think, or if you already have a favorite recipe using shirataki noodles, please share it with me because I'm on a roll here. Okay, that's it for this week's The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy. Scroll down in whatever app you're listening to right now to get the show notes, or just head over to onairella.com and search for this episode, okay? Onairella.com, don't use the with, we lost the with when the site got hacked in the great hack of 2020. So it's now just onairella.com. <laughs> search for this episode, let me know what you think. See ya. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no with, it's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.